What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Rob Goldberger. And this week, we're talking some MLB. Happy to have Rob back with us this week. And the MLB trade deadline, we're filming this on Monday, a week from tomorrow. So it's really fast approaching. The MLB season obviously resumed this past week after the All-Star break. And it's going to be a very interesting trade deadline. And we haven't gotten to talk about it on this podcast yet. So we're going to start off with potentially the biggest news in the MLB world the last week, week and a half. And that's Juan Soto. Uh, it came out that he declined a 15-year, $440 million contract extension. Seems like the Nationals may be looking to trade him. They're reportedly, the reports are all over the place, but it seems like they're seeking like four to five youngsters, like top-level top prospects, and then potentially unloading Patrick Corbin's contract. Rob, I mean, this seems to be a case of – it's crazy that this would be – this would be a historic level trade, a player like Juan Soto, a generational talent, two and a half years left to control time. I mean, what are your thoughts? You hear teams like the Cardinals, the Padres, the Mariners might be at the front of the race right now. What do you think? Where do you think he's ultimately going to end up? I mean, up I just think it's – I just think it represents such a shift because it's so much bigger right now like, to, than Juan Soto. I mean, I think even three, four years ago, you could never imagine a player like Juan Soto ever – even being traded generally. I mean, I think the funniest reaction for me though, out of, uh, uh, you know, I mean, at least maybe this this is just because I see a lot of it on Twitter. A lot of, you know, these Twitter fan bases that are just refusing to give up, you know, an Anthony Volk or something like that, that are just like, you know, we don't want to include this last young prospect for Juan Soto. And I mean, it's just pretty unbelievable that, you know, a couple of years ago, the Nationals had Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Juan Soto. I mean, you had a prime Anthony Rendon there, and now they're going to have to trade away 20, you know, 22-year-old Juan Soto, 23-year-old Juan Soto. It's just – it's unreal. I mean, I, I, I think – the thing is to me, like, is it even possible to, to overpay for Juan Soto? I, I don't I, – Not in prospects. Definitely not in prospects. In major league talent, probably. I don't know about the Cardinals, to be honest with you, because I think a pitcher might be more plausible. I think a Luis Castillo might be a more plausible option for them. But, I mean, I, I'm just, you know, obviously you heard the Angel like teams are interested. The, the Angels are shutting down calls for Otani, but could he follow suit, you know, maybe if he, you know, tells the Angels he might not resign on it. It's just crazy to me, like, that you're going to have all these stars. Like, I don't know, you know, how I'm exactly phrasing this, but I just can't imagine that Juan Soto is actually going to be traded here. Yeah, it is it is tough to imagine. I think with their prospect ask, it actually – I don't know if it's going to happen, to be honest. I think they might just wait till the offseason, which would open the playing field a little bit more for some more teams to, you know, recoup. And then, you know, I, I don't think – I know Mets Twitter has been going crazy. I highly think it's unlikely this team, the, the Nats would trade him within the division. If they yeah. do, and it turns out to to go until the offseason, after the Mets draft, they just had two first-round picks, a, a really good draft. They might be in, a, honestly, a good position. Uh, their their farm is pretty top-heavy. Top so, But I, I don't see them getting him. I think if Otani became available, the Mets should give up whatever, though, because that's just a – he would just be – he'd actually be attainable because he's out of the division, and he yeah. he would just – I mean, why wouldn't you trade for Shohei Itani? But, like, I would give up 
the whole farm system. Like you could, we could just disband triple A, double A, single A, and just they can all become the angels for show A. Like it just like that's a, I just mentioned it. it's so funny when you see these people that are just like, oh well, you know, maybe maybe one last prospect for Juan Soto. Like give me a break already. Yeah, and the only guy for like when that was happening with like the Mets, like yeah, Francisco Alvarez, like I think he's gonna be an insane talent. I think this guy's got incredible power. I would hate to trade him. At the end of the day, though, it's Juan Soto, and you look at these prospects, they don't always pan out. They, there's, it, most of these guys probably won't pan out in, in you know, eventuality. No. A, guy like, a guy like Alvarez, who's about to be ranked number one, yeah, like there's a pretty good chance he probably won't be a total bust. You don't really usually see the number one prospects like turn out to be total disasters in baseball, but you still trade him for a guy like Soto or a guy like Otani and <sighs> – I mean, this trade deadline, yeah, like you said, like the Cardinals, like even if they trade for Juan Soto, I just don't think they're – I still don't believe they're good enough. Like I, it's just like yeah. I just don't think they're – I think the team that makes the most sense if it were to happen in season would have to be the Padres for me. Yeah. I mean, you got a whole need- – and then you've got a clear starting point, which would be Gordon Abrams for yeah. sure. They've been building up that farm for years, too. I mean, this is kind of the time to go and load him. I don't know if they have the depth. I mean, obviously, they have the top-level prospects, but I don't really know if the Nationals will be intrigued beyond that. I, I'm going to be honest with you, Griffin. I just hope he doesn't go to the Dodgers, Mets, or Yankees. If he, I don't think he'll be a Yankee. I think that I think the Yankees have this, like, attraction for Volpe. I don't think he's getting traded. I think with the whole judge thing, like, if you trade for Soto, Judge is gone. Like the, that's and like that would be crazy. I don't think he'll be a Yankee. Dodgers, this two, I don't understand how the Dodgers just always have like five top prospects. Like I don't get it. Like every year they trade their their top five, and next year it's the next group. They're all AI generated names. Once the once the ones are traded, they just you know stack up with new ones. Oh my god, it's like sickening. If they trade for Soto. Oh my God. I mean, I would be shocked if they didn't win the world series, but yeah. I mean, you look at the Padres. I mean, I've heard some stupid things like Texas Rangers, like what are the Texas Rangers going to give up to get Juan Soto? Like, like, come on. Like I think that, and I don't even think like teams like the Padres, the the Cardinals, like these teams are not going to be able to extend Juan Soto also. Like he will be gone. I think Juan Soto, I mean, I'm not even, I realistically think, he'll have to sign his long-term deal with like the Dodgers, the Mets or the Padres pretty much. Like, I don't know. Or not the Padres, the Yankees, Dodgers, Mets, Yankees. Like, I don't know who else is going to pay him like $500 million. But I mean, that's, so what do you, I honestly find to say, I would lean towards he doesn't get traded right now would be my thought just because of how steep to ask is. I just don't think a team's going to do that mid season. Yeah. I think, I think it's definitely more likely he gets traded this off season, but I'm just, it just it's such a tale to have not to run a franchise man i mean you have patrick you're there they sold their soul for the world series but they got it so they got it they did they got it and they got so lucky i mean jesus christ imagine if that right field error wasn't made in the wild card game but <laughs> uh, oh my god but yeah i don't understand that team and then the, the braves last year i did not understand how that team world we're cursed series. we're cursed that's why that's the that's the that's the explanation, Griffin. Is that, ugh, God, it makes me sick. It really does. But 
I think that's a good place to, to pivot here. Um, I mean, you look at, I think the next thing I kind of want to talk about before maybe we focus on specific teams and what they need is just the broad general scope of who is going to be sellers at the deadline. Because with this stupid sixth wildcard spot, there's all these teams that are kind of right there that are only a few games out. And it's like, who knows what they're going to do? Like, for instance, you got the Red Sox. They're playing like garbage, but they're only three games out of the wild card. The Giants, they just got four games swept. They're only two games out of the wild card. Like these teams, even the Miami Marlins, they've been like the, the just a total disaster. They're only five games out. Like it's just there's all these teams still within striking range. I mean, what do you think? Like teams like the Red Sox, the Giants, like those are, I think, are the two right now that are that I think could really change the market if they do end up becoming sellers. And, and the mark, I mean, you look at the market, it's, it doesn't seem that deep. If those two teams become sellers, it all of a sudden could be a, a pretty, pretty chaotic trade deadline. Yeah. I mean, I think the Boston Red Sox are just a disaster right now. I mean, 28, to, I, I understand, you know, you're focusing on an individual game results, but it really is just how has been indicative of how they've been playing. 28 to five means you should just fold your franchise at a point. And then they got crushed again. Ugh, God. But yeah, I mean, the Phillies are in a similar situation. I mean, I think in most years I would advocate for song and I still wouldn't be sure if they're only they, a game out though. They're not going to sell. By the Cubs Griffin disgraceful. Could you, they'd be in such a good spot if they come out and swept them. To, ugh, God. But yeah, no, I think it, it, it does present such an interesting new dilemma where you have so many teams hard spot. And it's like, I think it raises the question, like, is it good for, is it good for the sport to have more teams competing later into the season instead of just teams, you know, out and out selling to three or four teams? I mean, I think it is good, but I think, I think the Boston Red Sox are going to end up being sellers. I think from what, I think you've heard a lot of Guys, I mean, I think you've heard Jeff Pass talk about it a lot in the past couple of days that he thinks that the Red Sox might lean towards selling at the deadline. But uh, like you said, the Giants are not a, are not a playoff baseball team, and I don't think they're gonna. They're they're only two games out. It's ridiculous. It really is. But like, uh, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, those two, like, oh. Imagine like some, I don't think they would trade him, but imagine if Raphael Devers becomes available, like, oh my God, that's talk about Raffi, another guy to. Rafi might be like, Rafi might be like their one untouchable guy. I, that's what I would assume. But I mean, then, but all of a sudden, then if the Red Sox are selling, you got guys like Xander Bogarts, JD Martinez on the block. And that's just, and then the Giants, like Jock Peterson's available. Carlos Rodon maybe gets traded. Like you kind of get a, a ton of more guys on the market. I think it's definitely interesting. I mean, you look at both those teams, though. Like, they're not going to do anything. Like, they're not good enough. They're they they're just both very flawed. Like, they're, they're not going to win anything. So, I think selling off is the best thing. Like, the Baltimore Orioles, I guess they've had a great season. They should trade guys like Trey Mancini, Jorge no, Lopez, yeah, Trey Mancini. even. Yeah, like, you need to move on from these guys if you're the Orioles. Like, they're having a great year for them. But you've got all these young guys still coming up. Like, it's not your your time yet. You're still probably a year or two away from seriously being in the hunt so they should you know still keep adding that farm system while they can but i think oh my year or two though those orioles watch out for those orioles they're gonna be good that farm yeah. system is just loaded i mean yeah. holy hell oh 
All right. I want to talk before we get into kind of specifics, the Los Angeles Angels. I mean, this might, I think it's actually one of the biggest disgraces in professional sports. It's just, I mean, there was a point in the season where they were, they were above 500 doing well. They're 15 games under now, fourth in the division, lower than the Texas Rangers. I mean, this is just, it's insane at this point, Rob. I don't, and I get they don't want to trade a guy like Shohei, the face of the sport. I think they need to trade Otani, though. If I, they, they, this team is going nowhere the way it's built currently. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is like, it's almost like it's almost mind-boggling that you have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, and, and you like good other bump I once every five. It's just like, it's just really like the ultimate failure in team building. And I think everybody who will be involved with this will be disgraced from the sport within five to 10 years. I think it's just unbelievable. I mean, you know, we thought Taylor Ward was the greatest thing since sliced bread for the first, you know, however many games of the season. He hasn't done anything. I know, you know, I'm running the other night, but he hasn't done anything. How are they 15 games below 500? It's unbelievable. They're pitching bad again. It's just nobody pitching is picking. terrible. That's their problem. They've never They're, had pitching throughout this entire. Everybody could, everybody could see it coming from a million miles away. And they still went into the season with that pitching. We said it before. <laughs> they, the they went and spent like $30 million on Noah Syndergaard and Michael Lorenzo. It's, uh. it's it's not even like <laughs> they're and like they're gonna have to end up trading Shohei. They're gonna have to trade up, end up trading one of the greatest talents, maybe the greatest talent the sport has ever seen, because they can't identify pitching talent. It's a joke, and it's not like they've been short on pitching for two or three years. It's been seven or eight years. They've made the playoffs since twenty fourteen. It's a joke. They have the and, the game. <laughs> I think it is interesting because while the angels are trashed for it so often, could you imagine if this was like the NFL or the NBA where they would just be getting relentless? Like it would be relentless on social media. Like it would be the angels have, I think have gotten off easy. Yeah. 500. You see Trout and Otani breaking left records left and right. And then you see the angels down by eight runs. (laughs) Oh, it's it's just it's truly incredible. I think it's one of the f- craziest. I mean, they just had no pitching. They've literally had zero pitching for years. For no. years, it's it, they haven't had a single good pitcher come up. It's actually insane. It is no. the last good Angels pitcher I remember is Jared Weaver from like 2012. Yeah. Like it, it's been like well, 10 years. Okay, besides Shohei himself. Well, yeah, besides Shohei, obviously. But <laughs> I mean, this is just nuts. Um, yeah, I think they need to trade Shohei because. I mean, imagine like, obviously I'm using the Mets as an example, and I don't know if this would happen. There is the Billy Epler connection, but like, let's say a team like the Mets, like the Mets would give up Francisco Alvarez. Instantly you have a top, the number one prospect in baseball. You can probably get a guy like a Tyler McGill, some sort of young pitcher or a David Peterson, who's like not great, but a lot better than what they have. And then you add like two, three other top prospects on top of it. I mean, just, and that's just a, one hypothetical package. Like they could get, probably better packages pitching wise from other teams. And all of a sudden that's the quickest way to, uh, they just, they need, I, I hope trout just demands that or something. I know he won't. 
because it's he's still in LA and he's clearly I I think Mike Trout wants to win. I just don't know how much he wants to win because in this day and age where do, do you blame him though for just sitting there and you know not really because he can do whatever he wants at this point and there's just no pressure on it. He's in LA like and I'm can, sorry, I know you know maybe purists will disagree, but Mike Trout's legacy is already sealed at the end of the day. Yeah, it, no one's Trump- blame, in baseball. Baseball is a sport where you can be the greatest player, the greatest position player of all time, but if the team around you's horrible, it doesn't matter. Like you're you're not going to the playoffs. It, you could win sixty games and be the greatest player. Like Mike Trout, I, like these guys have like if you use wins above replacement, like Mike Trout will have like a ten win season, which is like yeah, that's ten wins for Mike Trout. If the rest of the team sucks, like it doesn't <laughs> it's not like you're going to win hundred games, like. No, yeah, and I think it's just – it's almost unbelievable to me that, like, this team isn't facing constant heat from every single beat reporter every single day asking, how do you find yourself in this situation? Year after year after year after year, you have two of the best baseball players of all time at their peaks simultaneously on your team. And you're wasting it over and over and over again due to the same roster-building issues that you haven't addressed in years. And you keep throwing money at the same types of pitchers and the same types of old Washington players. I don't get it. It's it's crazy. I mean, look, they that Rendon contract is obviously screwing them over because they gave him so much money. And look, after 2019, he was fantastic. Um, but that's screwing them over because he's essentially useless at this point and it's just rotting away on their payroll. But yeah, I mean, they need to... Their bullpen, look, they tried. They went out. Aaron Loop last year was amazing. They gave him money. Ryan Tapera. Like, they have these guys. It's just not worked out. And their rotation is just a disgrace. I don't – this team is – they're not going to – with their pitching, there's just no – there's nothing – like, there's no one coming up. It's just – there's nothing. They need to – that's why they need to trade Otani. They need to recoup some actual young value at this point because this this current team is not going anywhere. Yeah. I agree. All right. Let's get into some specifics then. Um, obviously, there's a lot of names on the block right now, and a lot of teams, a lot of contending teams will be uh, looking to make some moves. So we'll start. Let's start in the American League here. We'll just kind of go through some of the top teams and who you think that they might end up with. We'll start with the, the leading team in the AL right now, the Yankees. Luis Castillo has been probably the most heavily rumored guy. Andrew Benintendi, too. What do you think the Yankees will do at the deadline? Yeah, I think Andrew Benintendi in and Joey Gallo out is probably the most likely scenario uh, for, for the Yankees right now. Um, I think he just makes too much sense. Although him not being able to enter Toronto might complicate things for them a little bit. They're up 13 at this point, though. They're, they should be good in the division. They should be fine. I, like, I think, I think Benintendi just makes too much sense for them. I think he'll probably end the Yankees. You've already heard the links from a plethora of reporters, so. I think Andrew Benintendi will probably end up being their guy. Yeah, I, I it seems like it's trending that way. I just think the Yankees, like, I still don't think their pitching is good enough to win. Like, their rotation is good enough to win in the playoffs. I, like, you know, you have Garrett Cole, but, like, Garrett Cole is Garrett. Like, Garrett Cole is so elite at times, but then there's games where it's just – he just is so bad. Like, I don't know. I Obviously, he's elite regardless. You got, but then it's like Nestor Cortez is good. How much do I trust him in the playoffs? It, it's unsure. And then like Seve's hurt. 
I know my internet's a little unstable right now, so I don't even know if you can hear me. But um, yeah, but like they're pitching like Sevy's hurt. You got Mon- guys like Montgomery, Tyone. Like I, I, I would like to see them trade for Castillo. No, 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 I can. Okay. It's like really laggy. Wow. Um, and I think what's really interesting is even in this season where the Yankees have just been world beaters and they've been so, they've been the best team in baseball and they've been so unbelievable. They still can't, can't cross those Astros evens, man. They really can't. I think the Astros are going to win the AL. I think they're just. That would be my prediction as of, as of today as well. I think the Astros, I think the Astros, in my opinion, are the best team in baseball right now. Yeah, I agree. I think they're the team to beat. They're just so good. They're just so good every year. And this is why people need to get rid of it. Look, I, I understand the whole cheating and trash can thing, but, like, this team is so good. And they probably would have won that World Series even without cheating, to be honest. Yeah. Like, yeah. They've I mean, been, I, you're preaching to the choir here. I agree. Like, people need to I'm, – I'm done with that. That narrative needs to come to an end because there are 32 games over 500 and are just so elite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Still moving on. Speaking of the Houston Astros, I mean, they got to do something. I feel like Wilson Contreras can be a good move. That catcher spot for them is just so bad. If you put, obviously, I, I they do like their defensive catchers with Maldonado, but if you had Wilson Contreras, I mean, you're just shoring up the only real hole you have on on the roster. Almost, I feel like. Yeah, I mean. I think Jory could maybe be another guy that they could be looking for there just because that lesson in has faced some injury problems. I think him just being over there, you know, if, if anything else happens injury wise, giving them some time off towards the end of the year, because, you know, he's been an all-star caliber player this year, obviously, uh, you know, and to just fill in time over there on the left side. Uh, and, you know, Brantley obviously hurt. Now, so, yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, the rest of the AL, like what like Blue Jays, do you think they do you think they'd make a big move? What do you think about them? They just spent I honestly don't know about the yeah. about the Jays. Because they're they're in a weird spot right now. They're playing good baseball though. They've won six in a row. So I don't know they, what they'll do. It's kind of hard to pinpoint. They are playing they are playing a team that's basically equivalent to playing deaf and blind children now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'll probably go out. I feel like they could use another bullpen piece. Maybe they go out and add someone to the bullpen. But, like, you look at a lot of the guys that are available. It's a lot of these, like, first baseman DH type players. And, like, they have Vladdy Guerrero. So they don't really need, they're not really in the market for that, per se. So we'll see if they make a move. But, like, yeah, it's actually interesting. Like, it's all these, like, Josh Bell, Trey Mancini, CJ Crone. Like, it's all these first base DH platoon-esque players on the market. It's pretty fun. Um, Tampa Bay, I mean, who knows yeah. what they'll do. Minnesota, yeah. tough to predict. Seattle, I mean, do you think they go out and, and make a big splash? Jerry DePoto, he's, he's going to make some trades. We know that for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought the – I think we at a point thought that maybe the Seattle Mariners were in the water. Who? Like, they, they, because they, it really seemed that way. Um, I think what's interesting to me is whether they'll, they'll include Kalink uh, in, in, in any potential deals. Uh, and I think they're probably going to have to, to be honest, because uh, he's a bust. 
he is a bust. You're not a, you're not, <laughs> you really, you really are just not a fan. I mean, I think uh, the Mets got so much slander for years because of that Edwin Diaz trade. And I get it. Like Robinson Cano's contract, like that was idiotic taking on that contract. Like I taking on that contract and trading Jared Quenick made, can you hear me? Why is it so? Uh, yeah, no, no, you cut off for like a second, but I can hear you. Okay. Um, no, the, like trading, taking on that Robinson Cano contract and trading Jared Clinic was pure idiocracy. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You stupid. But Edwin Diaz is like the best reliever in baseball. Like, this yeah. has been a godsend for the New York Mets. Like, I would not do. I would do this trade a hundred times out of a hundred times because Edwin Diaz. He's so valuable to this team. I mean, this guy just comes in and, and the game's over. Like, I, it's crazy how far he's come from 2019. And look, I think Edwin Diaz really got hurt by the juice ball. Like, that was – he gave up so many home runs that year, a record year for home runs. I think his control was bad that year too. He was all over the place. But the juice ball, I think, really hurt him. But Edwin Diaz, this guy is so lead. And Jared Kalenic, I mean, look, the guy's mashing. He's not even mashing in AAA, though. He's hitting like 290. So he's playing well in AAA. But – Every time he's been in the majors, it's just been the same old story. And he's in like 120 with like striking out every at bat. It's just, there's just guys where that happens, where they're good in the minor league. I mean, anyone's good in the minor league. You look at a guy like Daniel Palka with the Mets right now. I mean, that's just, I know the Mets, you know, I'm sure there's guys with the Phillies that are like hitting 288, 20 bombs and then they come into the big leagues. And it's just like, it's a huge difference. And I think Klenick's one of those guys that just might not be good enough or just, and maybe the Mariners poorly developed him that, there's always a shot, but just one of those guys that doesn't seem like obviously he's still super young, but it just doesn't seem like it's gonna he's gonna pan out to what people thought this godly outfielder that the New York Mets would be crying about for the rest of eternity. Yeah. I mean it helps the fact that you're 20 games about five hundred too, for sure. Yeah. Well <laughs> yeah. But Diaz has just been so key, like at this point, and all those other prospects, like Justin Dunn, like, dude, come on, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Diaz has been unbelievably good. I mean, he really has. I just surpassed my expectations for sure. No, oh, and but he's striking. He's struck out like more than half of the batters he's faced this year. Ridiculous! It's ridiculous. <laughs> I guess, but I guess another Mariners here. I, you know, Drury. I think it's just going to be a popular name around the line because so many guys, they, so many teams in the middle. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny though. Like Drury last year was just like a, a random bench guy on the Mets, and now he's yeah. like an all star. He's like the next, the new Justin Turner. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. All right. Speaking of the Mets, we may as well talk about them because obviously they're going to make some moves. I mean, this team is going to go out and get like a David Robertson esque piece for the bullpen. They probably need a lefty too, maybe like Andrew Chafin. And then in terms of a bat, I mean, they did trade for Vogelbach. I still do see them probably getting another one of these guys. Like a Josh Bell, I think, is probably their best option. Or Trey Mancini, I like too. Uh, definitely, if they trade for Nelson Cruz, I would be pissed. He is so washed. But, yeah, like yeah, Josh Bell or Trey Mancini. I don't see them making a Soto trade. Or, I don't see Soto getting traded. So, no. No, I think I, I do agree. And I think – I think either Bart or Robertson will probably be a Met by the end of the deadline. Uh, yeah. I think they've been so linked to Robertson. I would honestly be so surprised if he's not a Met. You know, have you heard about David Robertson's history with the Phillies ever? I have not. Uh, 
threw up, was hurt, and then sat on IL for two years and left. <laughs> it's just such a Phillies like ugh. Phillies really. But th- this was it's, recently. It's right? so he signed like, this. Is this his oh. first year out of the Phillies? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Okay, I do re- recall. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely think. Obviously, the Mets are going to be aggressive at the deadline. I think you know they'll they'll do their work on Soto, but like you said, I think it's just going to take so like it's it, it's so hard to work out a trade like that mid season. I think yeah, and like it's two weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's it really is. I mean, that's that's a weeks months long thing that you work out in the winter over winter meetings and whatnot. Yeah. But I think even for even for the Nats, like they got to if you're trading Soto, you got to be sure about the prospect you want. Yeah. You know, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I think honestly, I don't know. I think Mets gonna go relief pitching, and and I think Josh Bell will be a Met by the end. I think Met, I think it'll end up being Bell and Robertson will end up being the Hall for the Mets. I you know the Nationals are just they're such pushovers, man. They really fucking are. They they're such pushovers because they ran. They ran their franchise into the ground, and they're forced to just sell to the highest bidder now, even if it's in their division. Yeah. Well, that's – especially – that's the one thing I will say. Like, I get not wanting to trade Soto in the division, but if the best package comes from the Nets, like, you have to – especially with the ownership being changed and stuff, like, you need to just get the best package and just move on. And I'm not saying he's going to be a Met. I, I think the Mets – I think there's – if he hits free agency, the Mets are very much in play through trade. I'd be very shocked if the Mets got him. But I'm just saying in general, like for the Nats, like you kind of just need to take the best package when you're so far from contending. Like whatever will get you there quickest in the bet. And like you're, if you can get a guy like a Francisco Alvarez or one of these top prospects, like you just got to do it. Like these guys can be game changers for your franchise. Yeah, they have Ruiz, but I wonder if. That wouldn't stop them from like Alvarez or any of you're, those guys. You're right. Um, all right. We'll talk about I mean, the Braves are in a weird spot. I don't really know what they're gonna do, to be honest. I, I have no clue who they're targeting, but let's talk about your Phillies. I mean, what do you want the Phillies to do? Who do you who do you think they're targeting? Because look, they're a game out, they're gonna be trying to you know, compete. I they're such a disaster right now. Nick Castle Nick Castle, I will say Nick Castle, honest. It's just oh he's my God. Disgrace. He's been one of the worst players in baseball. He's a, he's like a negative one war. Like that's oh, insane. He's one of the worst players in the sport this year. Uh, Schwarber's been unreal though. Yeah, it's been unreal. He's been he has been he's been unbelievable. I mean, thirty home runs on July twenty fifth is pretty pretty amazing. But uh, I just can't believe Castellanos has been as bad as he's been. You know, we had our I'm not you know I'm not gonna lie to you. We've had our two best hitters out for a while at this point. A Harper and Segura. I mean. Just have been out for so long. It's so hard to, to keep ourselves afloat without the, the worst part is since Joe Girardi has been fired, the Phillies have actually had a top ten bullpen in baseball, which has been unbelievable because you know Joe Girardi can manage his way out of a shoebox. But I, I I think Castillo is gonna be a guy they're gonna look at because they really, they really need another starting. They need one more starting pitcher if they're gonna be serious about playoff contention. And I don't know, man. If things fire out of control, if we lose three in a row, if we get sucked by the Braves this week, I think we could be in serious, serious trouble. I think Reese Hoskins could be in the end. They might be looking to deal if things really do get out of control. I, I just – if we lose, let's say, 
eight out of our next 10 or something along those lines. And, and we do have a really easy schedule. We have maybe the easiest schedule remaining in baseball left outside of our divisional games. But if it really does spiral, you could see everybody cleaned house except for Wheeler, Wheeler, Schwerber, and Bryce. I'm not – it's – that's really how it could happen. Nola's a free agent at the end of the year, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, believe so. Believe so. That's not if he leaves, you guys are starting pitching wise, you guys are screwed. I think we're we're gonna he's been so freaking good this year, dude. He's, yeah, you have to I mean he's gonna get the bag though. That's the problem with these guys hitting free agency, like in the starting pitching market, like there's just always a team that just wants to pay these guys. Yeah, and like that's why, like I don't know. I honestly, like, I would say Jacob Degrom probably will not be an Eric Man next year. Like, if I had to guess, I don't know where he'll be, but I just feel like some teams going to pay him I, stupid amount. And the Mets have all these guys they have to resign, and I just don't think they're going to go to like fifty million for Degrom. When is he coming back, Griff? Uh he's so he made a 60, 60 pitch. I saw uh, like sim game. He's going to throw. He's going to do one more rehab start this week, and then. He should come back after that. So they're just trying to be like super careful with him and not because realistically, like there's no reason to just throw him rushing no. back. Like even if they don't win the division, they'll be in the playoffs, which is like in, in that stupid wild card round that there is now the three games, like if you have DeGrom and Scherzer pitching two of those yeah. games, like you, the, which is you, for the Phillies too, because you have Wheeler and Nola that you, that you could throw out in a wild card it no they're that those wild card rounds i mean like a team like the brewers is poised well like yeah. that's why like a team like the cardinals like dude if they get in that round like miles mikolas and like Wayne not, is. like and i'm just gonna be honest about the phils like it's so hard to just lose bryce harper for three months i mean he's oh, so totally. he's the best like, player and segura being out is so brutal he's so good defensively he's so Ugh, he's really is one of our only competent defenders. And I mean, it's not the defense hasn't been as bad as everyone's been saying, but it's you. I just I was looking at your schedule. Your guys, if it somehow comes down to the last like three games, you guys, the last three games away at Houston. Ugh. No, yeah, I know, but look at the schedule leading up to that. No, it's, it's really- like the Mets September schedule is kind of like that. They have. Let me see if I can find it. You just. Ugh. I mean. We have a lot of remaining games against Washington, which is good. Oh, uh, yeah. The Nats are so bad. They're yeah. so bad. They're a disgrace to baseball. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like Mets, the Mets September schedule. Let's see if I can pull it up. Like, our, it's we play one game against the Dodgers, finishing a series. Then we play three games against the Nats, three games against the Pirates, three games against the Marlins, three games against the Cubs, four games against the Pirates, three against the Brewers, three against the Athletics, two against the Marlins, three against the Braves, three against the Nats. Yeah, just have to get to September. But um, all right, moving on. I mean, we'll kind of just finish off Dodgers, Pirates, I, Padres, not Pirates, Dodgers, Padres. I mean, Dodgers have been linked to Castillo. Padres probably want to make a big move. What do you see happening with these two teams? I mean, uh, I the Dodgers are just always going to be looking to acquire more. Like, I think if I had to put money on it, Castillo would at like I think Castillo will be a Dodger by the end of the. It's like they don't even need this guy. They don't need him. They don't need him. They're gonna they're, their rotation. Like, let's say Walker Bueller comes back, would be Kershaw, Bueller, 
Tony Gonsolin. They have Tyler Anderson, who's been great. Julio Urias, uh, and then Luis Castillo. And then they probably have more guys, too, that I'm forgetting. Yeah, it's just – it's not fun. It's not – like, I hate just being in the league as them. I hate watching them. I hate the way that they – Operate. Uh it's just they're so confident. And now Freddie Freddie Freeman's coming alive too. It's so uh... well. Uh... <laughs> it's pretty terrible to pretty terrible to watch. What about the Padres? What do you think? I think either they'll end up I keep bringing their name uh, bring his name, but I think Solano or Jory will probably end up a Dodger as well. One of the two. I think they'll both Solano and Jordan are just going to be, I think, coveted by a lot of contending teams at the deadline because... Donovan Solano? Yeah. I didn't even realize that guy was still, like... He just sticks around, a, that guy. No, he's looking at He's having a solid year, Griffin. He's had 80, 313 and 80 at-bats. Mm. If that's a big move, I'm not, I'm not moved. Fair. But, I mean, Castillo, combination of both of them? Castillo, I, I mean... Well, if they get Castillo and Solano, yeah. Yeah. But, all right, real quick to end this episode, we're going to just touch on the Kevin Durant situation. I truly don't believe he's getting traded. I just don't think there's any team that's going to match the, the request. Boston came out that there's a report that they put an offer out for Jalen Brown, maybe someone else, Brown and then like one draft pick. Um, I mean, what do you think? Jalen Brown, Brown tweeted? He said, shaking my head. He's not too happy. There, see, that's one way to like a team that just made the finals to like ruin the team real quick because Jalen Brown all of a sudden might be like, like that's like they're just in the finals with that guy. Now you're like, I mean, I'm gonna go on a little rant here, Griff, if that's okay. That's okay. And it's it's almost the same. It's almost the same for this Juan Soto situation. Right? I, I understand Juan Soto, you know, twelve, whatever. He's poor Francesco. He's much younger. I'm going to be honest with you. If I had the chance to pair Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant tomorrow, I'm doing it. I don't care who I have to give up. I will give up my next 16 first-round draft picks. I'll give you Jalen Brown, and I would even give you Marcus Smart. I don't care. Like, at a point, it's people are forgetting who this guy is. I, he had no help last year. against. He was playing with a shitty roster. He's still Kevin Durant. The one question around him is can he stay healthy? I mean, I think people are forgetting what this guy did in the 2021 playoffs. He almost beat the future NBA champions by himself when James Harden was hurt and Kyrie Irving was hurt, and neither of them could play. I mean, I, I'm i just in disbelief at how many people are, you know, against the idea of trading their team for Kevin Durant. You know what? People are talking about Scotty Barnes this and Scotty Barnes that for Toronto. What? <laughs> First off, Scotty Barnes didn't even deserve Rookie of the Year. Let's be real. I think I think that was just a clear, you know, appeal to Canada. Whatever. Well, that's that's my conspiracy theory of the day. But I don't. I, I just don't get how many teams. I just be, feel like people are forgetting who Kevin Durant is, and I'm not even a particularly big Kevin Durant fan. But this guy is a game changing player still. Whenever he steps on the floor. Yeah, he really is. I think the team should pursue him. Obviously, I just think, I think the, I think the reality of the situation is, and it's similar to the Soto thing is, I think teams are just reluctant to give up as much as they're asking. Like, obviously, first round picks are like a joke, and I'd give, I like 
someone asked, I was doing this, uh, this thing. And one kid asked, would you trade like 30 second round picks for Luka Doncic? And I said, I would trade every second round pick for the rest of the franchise's future. For Luka every- Doncic. <laughs> no, no, no. You couldn't trade every first round pick, but I would I trade every second round pick in the rest of the franchise's future for Luka Doncic. A hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I, I think teams like, obviously you want to pursue KD. It's just about what do you give up? And look, the NBA is so stacked. Like as good as KD is, as good as Tatum is like, a duo of just them, they still might not win the NBA Finals. Like, we've seen that. We've seen KD, Kyrie, Harden, like, things happen. So, like, giving up a lot of your team that just made the NBA Finals, even for a guy like Kevin Durant, it disrupts what got you there, in my opinion. That, you know, I think if you trade the defensive player of the year and smart, Jalen Brown, and maybe another, like, piece on that team, it's just breaking up a lot. I think, honestly – a big maker breaking that deal is if you can keep Robert Williams, I think that's huge mm-hmm. for them. If you can keep Robert Williams and acquire Kevin Durant, I mean, Robert Williams is one of the best rim protectors in the NBA. I mean, that's indisputable. I mean, he was amazing last year and he was playing, you know, at 60% for the entire playoffs. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that if and Kevin Durant obviously is not exactly a shabby defender himself out there, but he's really trying in the, in the, in the playoffs. Um, no, definitely. I, I I just think I just think people are forgetting that it's Kevin freaking Durant, man. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. No, I agree with you. We will see. I I I think it's like the Soto situation. I just don't know if he's going to get traded. I just don't know what team is going to be able to. I think Brooklyn. It's because it's all in Brooklyn's hands. They don't have to trade this guy. Like no, like well, they shouldn't. Right. In, in all honesty. If Kevin, they should not trade Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving because I, if they don't trade those guys and uh, like a solid Ben Simmons comes back, they've made some good moves. You got Bruce, Royce O'Neal, TD Ward. Like that team can seriously compete for the finals. Like, I, uh, you know what, though? It just serves Ben Simmons so right. You know what, Ben? You wanted to go to a team with no pressure. You want to be a nobody in obscurity. You got it. What a loser. <laughs> what an all time loser. And you know what? It's clear. <laughs> Kevin Durant doesn't want to be associated with that loser for a reason, is all I have to say. All right. Well, I think that will uh, will do it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Stay tuned. We will uh, we will talk more about the MLB trade deadline, maybe give some official predictions for some certain guys, and I'm sure some moves may have already been made. So we'll cover that, and we'll be, obviously, as Kevin Durant, uh, you know, if he does get traded, obviously we'll, we'll probably come out with an emergency episode. But – Thank you guys for yeah. watching. Uh, make sure to stay, uh, you know, subscribe to the channel, like, comment, and subscribe, obviously. Follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Outside the Arena. Follow us on Instagram at Outside the Arena Podcast. Our Instagrams will be linked in the description. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you all on next episode of Outside the Arena.